how you been? I'm I'm all right, man. I've uh, I've just had to go into the office to go and collect a uh, a laptop. Actually, into the physical office. Into the physical office for. T- Hang on, I, need, I can't actually turn around to stack up my terrible towel because, with as you can <laughs> tell, my sofa is in a different place today. Oh shit! Yeah, this looks like a completely different room. It's the exact same room, but usually we're there, so the sofa would be up along um, this wall. Why is there a shoe on that table? Um, no reason. <laughs> it's not even a table; it's a footstool. But I have to use it as a makeshift table, but I can't... So, we've sort of moved everything, but now my computer is too far away from the sofa for my headphones. So I'm, like, stuck. <laughs> Which I can, I can tell it probably looks a little bit ridiculous. But uh, I've got the cable in my mouth. There you go. A little. A little, but, yeah. You know, we can work with it. <laughs> I've uh, I've hit record, so all of all of what just happened on audio will probably end up getting well. It definitely won't get edited out. That's for sure. <laughs> what does? <laughs> Nothing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing anyway, Sam? How's it going? I'm good. I'm great. Good. I've good. got a beer. I've got a beer and a cheese board to pick up from a bar in a couple of hours. Oh shit. Do love a good cheese board. What's on that cheese board? Uh, what's on the cheese board from last time? There was like, like ruby. Like a ruby, like. I'm assuming it's some sort of port cheese, like a ruby port, port cheddar-y thing. Okay. Brie. Some brie. Blue cheese, which needs some Stilton. And some cheddar. Oh, was there that really nice, like, creamy one? Or am yeah, I imagining maybe. that? Well, it's, we didn't know what it was. It's good shit. Nice. Turn your turn on. Fantastic. <clears throat> I know. Everything's coming up long. But... Very true. <clears throat> have, have you been list? Wait, have you been listening to the, the albums that we yeah. are going to be discussing on Friday? I have. Fantastic. We will not discuss them any further because I want to know your thoughts on, on, on recording. Um, yeah, I've I've been listening to all three. I had to remind myself about how good I thought that Frank Carter was, but then the other two, you'll, you'll get to hear my thoughts on. Friday. I oh, I forgot I told you to listen to Put. You did, you did indeed. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and listen to it again. Yes, I've been I've been listening to. Uh, is it Blossom? The album's called. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, I've been listening to Blossom and the Action Bronson album. Is um just just so that I'm completely aware and I've not listened to the wrong album. Is the Action Bronson album only for dolphins? Yes, yes. Is it is. is the Pup album? Hang on, bear with me. Uh, is the Pup album morbid stuff? Yes. They've just put out an EP as of the twenty third of October, so uh, I wanted to make sure. Rock. Yes. No, the the EP is called This Place oh, Sucks Ass. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. What's the thing called? Wait, they made a cover of AM one eighty. Yeah, who <gasps> did that initially? Granddaddy. Hi Ed. No, I'd never heard it before. Wait, you'd never heard AM one eighty before? Nah. Oh, have you ever seen um Twenty Eight Days Later? 
No. One, watch 28 Days Later, and two, you'll know AM180. No, it's not. I, I'm not a big Scary Movies fan, and, and I I thoroughly enjoyed sitting through it. Shaun of the Dead gives me nightmares. Is it scarier or less scary than Shaun of the Dead? It's probably a little bit scarier than Shaun of the Dead, which is, by all mm. intents and purposes, a comedy film. Zombies are terrifying, and not I should have been... to justify being scared of them. No, they are terrifying, but like also I think I'm just... Once you've seen three zombie movies, you've seen all of them. Oh, it'll be connected to his... Hello. Yeah, there we go, hey. it's working. Yes! There's the guy. Hello, boys. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Sniff Up a Lip, the NFL podcast by Brits, with me, Ed Wilkins. Me, Emma Hebron. Me, Sam Wong. Me, Tom Chappell. Excellent. Lovely. Welcome back to Podcast Mania. How's... Yeah, it's been a while. It has, you know. It's, it's been, been a, a while. Well, actually, yeah, it's been a week and it feels like a lot longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> In this consistent barrage of podcasts. Yeah, May the 200th. You've actually missed out on at least 14 episodes. <laughs> That doesn't. That wouldn't surprise me. It feels like <laughs> feels like the season's ready to be over already. I can't understand why we're halfway through. It is. It is actually slightly mental. I keep thinking yeah. like, oh, it's all right. We're only at like week five. No, this is week ten this week. Like coming yeah, up. Anyway. I don't feel good about having to watch. Wait, is it seven more Giants games? <laughs> have you had your buy? You might have not had your buy yet, so you might. You might have to watch just six, but yeah, we can only hope. <laughs> Those poor giants, man. Well, I mean, um, not this week, but okay. Go off, sis. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to preface. Um, well, not preface. Uh, just before we get into anything serious, I'd like to just for everyone to acknowledge that I'm the greatest maverick in sports broadcasting history. Yes, yes, you are. Um, Thank you. Can you can you give us some supporting documents? Uh, because I won the predictions for the first time this week. Oh, well done. Well, in that case, yeah, you won it on your own for the first time, but you actually you must have tied for a win at one point because you actually sat on two and seven along with Ed and Beth. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, I can get by. <laughs> yeah, turns out picking have, uh... a turns out picking a tie every so often doesn't really work. Yeah, I got I got <laughs> my face for picking the Panthers this week as well. <laughs> <laughs> it almost oh, worked. How could you not yeah. pick the Panthers? Oh, I picked the Bucks as well. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. oh yeah, but we all did. It was fine, apart from Sam, which is why he was the Maverick. No, it was it was a it was a. The the worst part is for you, Sam, is you could have actually made back a little bit more on uh, on the big deficit that you've held, but you decided to go down Jet Alley. You know what? If if there was a single week to pick the Jets, it was this week. 
the Patriots just played better than they had any right to. Do you not think? I mean, we can we can get onto that game in a minute, but do you not think the game that the Jets are going to win is Week Seventeen in Foxborough? Oh, yes, Ooh. yes. <laughs> it's the only way that it's going to stop them from going zero and seventeen, zero uh, and sixteen, <laughs> and it's going to come at the hand of the man who hates the Jets more than anyone else on this planet, <laughs> and that isn't Adam Gase by the looks of things. <laughs> Should we get into some games? Let's Should yeah, we fucking do. get into the games? Right, we'll start out with Washington Giants because I can tell that you're itching, Sam, to talk about a Giants win. Second oh. of the year. Oh. And it almost slipped away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in that uh, in that second half, it's been, I feel like I've completely forgotten all the games I watch now. Was it the, just... Was it the third and fourth quarter or the fourth quarter where Washington almost clawed it all back? It was pretty much all the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the defences looked pretty good all year, kind of, obviously. All okay. year? For two Ooh, games, I, Sam. I think, I think I'm just in a good mood, and I obviously went into that sentence with a bit of a... a bit too much English on it. <laughs> the defence has been capable it has been perfectly serviceable what it's required plenty of service (laughs) the giants the giants defense has been you know pretty decent i think it's been slapdash at best to say if you didn't have dalvin you'd be fucking no we'll come on don't don't deflect we know that you're wrong don't okay. deflect onto the Vikings. We'll come I on think, to them later. I think the defense has been perfectly average, which that's like I'm happy with that. That's tradition at this point for the Giants. <laughs> yes, uh, it beats below offense, average, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. The um, the rushing was looking good. There was some. Uh, there was some really tight passes from Daniel Jones. And then almost just, again, kind of complete lapses in in thought. And I, I, I think I'm a better cheerleader for him than most people. But he is the biggest limiting factor to this team by a huge margin. Oh, um, that's... that's... That's the scathing criticism that we've they're gonna have with. to reckon with that, yeah, like, before too long. But he did enough this week. Who knows? Like the the rest of the season, he could like out of nowhere start to you know have a bit more sense of when tackles might be coming in the pocket and not you know miss completely open receivers and throw a pick instead. I have I have just one point to make about that Daniel Jones may potentially raise his performance after this week. And that is that Daniel Jones's record against the Washington football team is 4-0. His record against everyone else is 1-17. Do not take anything about this game with anything more than a pinch of salt because Daniel Jones can only play the Washington football team and maybe um, the Buccaneers. 
I mean, well, there's there's been games this year when he showed promise, but given how much of a regression that was even from last year, I can't see it working out, you know. I think as soon as they have the chance to to look for some new kind of quarterback talent in the draft, they should do so. On, is this is this the time of day? Is this the 11th of the 11th, 2020? This is where Sam gets off. He sort of departs the Daniel Jones hype train. Well, I'm just saying, if he doesn't raise his performance, which because we can all we, like, all, we can all sort of statistics and evidence would point to the fact that he won't. Exactly. <laughs> but like we can, you know, we can build on the defense. I think we have quite a good receiving core. But and you know, obviously the O line needs work too. But with him at the helm, the way he's playing at the minute, like you know, it is what it is. It's always gonna, you know, we're always gonna be hamstrung by that. Mm-hmm. But we weren't this week because he was moderately capable sometimes. Do you know what? And I'll take it. Do you know what else about? Daniel Jones, I actually, I'm going to slightly stick up for him here, not because of his performance, but because of the fact that he was pretty much projected to be a third rounder, and Dave Gettleman is the man who picked him fourth overall. Can we can we stop put? oh sorry, seventh overall, sixth, sixth overall, yeah, yeah. apologies. Uh, he got picked sixth overall, he could have been a third rounder. There is there is no reason why he should be performing any better than he was projected to out of the draft. And it's it's why it was such an egregious take from Dave Gettleman. Because he's, he's thrown a guy that shouldn't be playing until he's sat behind an experienced quarterback for at least three years, I think. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's thrown and him into the limelight. Yeah, when all he had to look up to was a decomposing Eli Manning. Yeah, exactly. We were sort of left with like a rotting carcass and then Daniel Jones has sort of overtaken him. <laughs> the bloated it's, corpse of success yeah. in New York. <laughs> it's a well-known fact, actually, that when you walk through MetLife, there's like a stuffed Eli in a case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we should probably uh, talk about Washington as well, just for a minute, and sort of yeah. commiserate uh, with commiserations um, to, to Kyle Allen. Um, enjoy that, that surgery, big bro. guy. It's not that bad. What are you on about? His ankle went underneath him. It was it was diagnosed as an ankle dislocation. It was also I think it was an ankle dislocation and a fracture, wasn't it? Uh, and a fracture? Yeah, I think he's like fractured one of the bones in that sort of cluster of bone in your ankle. Well, maybe if it had done more calf exercises, we wouldn't be in this situation. Look, but, uh, it, it's, are you blaming him? Are you blaming... I'm not blaming anyone, I'm just saying. <laughs> if, his, uh, like, if his calf wasn't, you know, the the size and strength of a toddler <laughs> so just just to be clear do you, you think do you think there might be something systemic in washington then considering this has now happened to like two guys in like pretty much back-to-back seasons in november 
Oh. On the same field. I wasn't the other wasn't the That's bad juju, man. Mm-hmm. Was so the Alex Smith one against man. the Giants? No, it was against um uh oh, Was it was it Miles Garrett? Uh no, Miles Garrett no, was the no, Trevor no. Simeon one. That yeah, was he was, yeah. Grotty. Uh oh, I can't gosh. remember. Yeah, I can't remember the either. Namers. <laughs> Regardless, it did feel slightly fitting that uh, Alex Smith gets his first real snaps because we're not really counting the ones that he got against the Rams. No. Come on, no, but he got his first real action in just about two years with a dislocation and a fractured ankle happening to his other quarterback. Like it was, it was fitting. But you know, as much as as much as you absolutely adore the comeback player of the year hype train, I feel like it's a brilliant story, but it's not comeback story of the year. Alex Smith has to put up some fucking numbers to get some kind of pros like How dare you? He he <laughs> did not play well here against the Giants team that isn't that good. He doesn't have to. He's still if you if you take all the people in the world and then compare them to Alex Smith, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the world. Like well, why are we Okay. It's not that he's greatly excelling at the job that he's been hired to do. He's just come back after a bad injury. And yeah. Continued to do a yeah. moderately okay job. He's on that the face return at the you, moment. That everyone's... If that's the only criteria for comeback player of the year, then Look, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the medal. stickler of the fucking podcast, and I'm gonna say that I need Alex Smith to actually put up some actual numbers. Like, I agree. The touchdown pass to Trevor McLaurin was a very short throw that McLaurin, through sheer strength, yeah, will, and determination, took into the end zone. Like there was nothing that Alex Smith did towards that Washington performance, and well, then I... he threw two picks. In two drives, come on, man. Yeah, but it doesn't. Matter. He killed the game. It doesn't matter how well Alex Smith plays; it matters that Alex Smith plays. What I will say though is, I think I think this is really important: is that we've compl- there's the forgotten man in Washington because Dwayne Haskins is still there, and yet they've said Alex Smith is the starter. Yeah, which shows just sort of how little they like Dwayne Haskins. Throw him in, man. What have you got to lose? Well, I mean, they might have to at this point because I can't imagine that Alex Smith is going to be upright for too much longer behind that Washington O-line. Why are you so crazy, Samuel? What? I heard heard Hannah whispering to Samuel. Oh, that's cat, Sam. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Shall we move on? Um, Let's. Where to next? Jags Texans, get it out of the way. Oh. Jake Luton, um, sixth round pick, rookie. We've seen this happen as of last year. The Jags taking a random unknown sixth rounder out of just some like buttfuck middle of nowhere college. And he ends up like <laughs> trying to excel them to something better than they actually are capable of. So welcome to the league, Jake Luton. Um, unlucky not to get the win. Yeah, I, I've I really do feel for the guy. He celebrated so much for that <laughs> touchdown and then missed the 
<laughs> two coins. It wasn't just that he missed the two points, it's that if there was another receiver to the right of the receiver, he'd have still missed the two points. <laughs> but I don't mind. Seriously, just what a story. NFL's about stories. We're never well, going to... Well, is it? Yeah. I mean, it's nice, but it, like, he just got picked late. He <laughs> just got picked late. It's not like, it's not like fucking Cinderella. In what way is Jake Luton not like Cinderella? Cinderella the Jake Luton. Uh, I mean, all, I mean, all of the coaches in the Jags are in the ball gown. I'm Doug Marone is definitely the ugly stepsister. Are you kidding me? He's, <laughs> his coaches are pumpkins, guys. That's the joke that I made. I, well, I didn't plan on acknowledging it. Jack Luton. It's a Cinderella joke. <laughs> Come on. How? Come on. I just made a goddamn pumpkin joke out of his name. You're talking about that getting was, no respect. That was great, Tom. Thank you. Oh, piss off. I get no respect. <laughs> I can't do a Rodney Dangerfield impression, but... Oh Christ! They don't make people like Rodney Dangerfield anymore. <laughs> Probably oh. for the best. <laughs> right. Um, um, is did anything else of note happen in this game? No. A team okay. led by oh. Deshaun Watson found a way to win. JJ Watt got his 100th career sack in 120 uh, yeah. games, which is yeah. ridiculous. The fact Mental. that he's played 120 games, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like the sack the sack totals themselves are incredible but like JJ Watts played 120 games already I feel I kind of feel the other way I feel like how has JJ Watt only played 120 games yeah he... I know but he's always injured isn't he he's been injured for like the past four years yeah, yeah. and by your recollection that does mean that he's a contender for combat player of the year <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, aside from like having your career almost ruined by Adam Gates, what else is there to come back from? I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying, but Chris Chris Johnson got shot and he didn't win Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, Chris Johnson could have lost his life. Yeah, but the difference is he got shot because he was like there at a drug deal. Like Alex Smith broke his leg because he was playing the sport. I you just... know what? I'd respect Alex Smith a lot more if that leg was broken <laughs> and a drug deal gone wrong. <laughs> Why well, he just tried scampering out of there? Oh. Stop it! It's Alex. Not too far this time. <laughs> uh, right, right. Uh, Colts Ravens. Let's just go on. Yeah. Ravens um... won. It was pretty uneventful. They didn't look good. The Colts didn't look good. Yeah. Darius Leonard waiting. is fun. I've been waiting for the Ravens to kind of come good for quite a few weeks now. It's okay, they won. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're, they're, I feel like, if anything, they're getting worse, but still managing to kind of pull through. By... I think they're, they're certainly relying on different people. Hmm. So, like they're not mm. relying on Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson to win them games yeah. anymore. They're relying on the defense more, yeah. which is all which is maybe a good thing. It's all very well and good, but it makes you wonder just how much of a slump Lamar Jackson is actually having because he's nowhere near the MVP conversation this year. 
nowhere no, near it. He's literally. The, I could name you four quarterbacks alone that would be miles ahead. Maybe even five, mm. six. Ed could probably name you four Justin Jeffersons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I do think Cook has snuck in there, but by that same token, no wide receiver ever should ever win the MVP. Yeah. Um. The Colts defensively, they they are still really sort of stodgy. I just Phil Rivers is holding them back in the sense that they live or die by the rivers, and it's always him that wins or loses them the games. Well, the, yeah, I mean yeah. they're just they're just Chargers two point aren't they? Yeah, which is, is it... It, what I've been arguing that when you take Phil Rivers out of San Diego and and Los Angeles, is he's going to bring that just yeah. Eh, Gonna lose big games, not really yeah. live up to potential. Eh. The chit- chitter chatter of ghosts children through the empty stadium. Instead of the X factor, <laughs> it's the eh factor. No, you're always too harsh on Philip Rivers, but you're absolutely right. They... I think that's a, a perfectly fine judgment. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand <laughs> what Philip Rivers has done to earn your respect. <laughs> He consistently bounces off his own ceiling. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then he hits and he rebounds. Rebounds yeah. to the floor. <laughs> All he's done is what? A couple of like I wanna I wanna say yeah, like a couple of divisional titles. I Look, think I he's fifth think over- he has more. I think he's got more passing yards than like Dan Marino, and I think he's fourth overall, but like that's because he just doesn't he doesn't come out of games like in the same way that Joe Flacco's got more wins than fucking Joe Namath and and Joe Theismann and stuff even though Joe, Joe Flacco Montana and Joe Montana yards. and Joe Flacco yeah. sucks fucking ass Phil Rivers <laughs> is just consistently out there stinking it up Oh no you be oh, yeah. okay. okay Phil Rivers is Oh sorry shall I say blanding it up He's in the twilight of his career. There's no doubt about that. But the, I feel I feel like if we'd have done this podcast five years ago and you'd have still had this opinion about Philip Rivers, it would have been absolutely egregious. Whereas at the moment, yeah. yeah oh, because okay. of, of the dynamite five years he's had. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if we have um, to go back to... I, if we were doing this podcast twenty five years ago, then we'd still be talking. <laughs> we'd still be talking about fucking Cordell Stewart. What's What's Norris from uh, Coronation Street doing, making his way in here again? <laughs> He's fucking popped in through me through me living room door. I can't help him. Go away, Norris. Fuck off. Doing a podcast here. Mm. So maybe under- someone confused him for Philip Rivers and ushered him in. <laughs> Yeah, fuck's sake. Look back, that everyone. Withered, that withered, haggard face at the window. Oh, surely it's <laughs> Oh, imagine this, though. Imagine you thinking, oh, Philip Rivers missed a few picks. And then, and then like, it, it, it pans to you, and it's not Philip Rivers at all, but it's Mick McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Twat it. Twat it, lad. Go on. Go on. Catch it. <laughs> Punt it, Twat man. it. <laughs> have you ever Sam have you ever heard um, Mike McCarthy's coverage of the like 2006 Euros no <laughs> where... <laughs> Mick pretty... McCarthy Who am Mike, I Mike McCarthy Mike McCarthy no sorry Mick McCarthy 
I am a very boring man, and the United States ain't playing in this Euros. Sorry. Yeah, Mick McCarthy, where they, they literally is like they've gone, oh my God, we've got more games and we haven't got a commentator. We'll have to get in someone who's like not in international football right now. And it's Mick, it's Mick McCarthy, and he's literally just like, that's it, lad. <laughs> that's the extent of his analysis do you know what's really funny though is Mick McCarthy is now like the best EFL pundit that the EFL has right now yeah yeah no doubt I, that, also... that wasn't the pinnacle of his career no it definitely wasn't it was definitely the sending Roy Keane home from the only tournament Ireland have qualified for in the last 25,000 years <laughs> send home your best midfielder so that he can go walk his dog angrily Oh, these are the golden years of the Mick McCarthy era. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Twat it, son. <laughs> Twat it. Where next? Vikings Lions, where we oh. go to our, where we go to America's greatest musical theatre prodigy, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> do you like What's... our name, Zed? Of course I do. <laughs> For the listener, <laughs> Sam's name is Kirk, like Avita, but Kirk. And mine is... <laughs> We're all in Minnesota. Yeah, so, so Kirk sung in a musical theatre production at school. Not just one, he sung in several. Okay. <laughs> it's just funny, he's, he's the NFL's Troy Bolton, but like the epitome of the Troy Bolton, because I don't imagine that oh. Troy Bolton will have had a basketball career after he'd have... Well, this is the thing, Troy Bolton is, he 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 would like to be perceived as a bad boy, Whereas Kirk knows how square he is. Can you imagine how bullied Kirk Cousins is? <laughs> he must be the least popular NFL caliber quarterback I have he ever has seen. To call, he, has to, he has to call Mike Zimmer from a locker. <laughs> the, US, <laughs> the US Bank Stadium with him. Could you imagine, like, at his college graduation when. Uh, he's 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 about to like enter the NFL. He's about to play for the Washington Redskins, and uh, <laughs> while he's fucking like at his graduation, everyone just walks off when he gets up onto the podium. Like, oh, it's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> they all just evacuate. Yeah, they do it alphabetically, but Kirk comes last. <laughs> Why? 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 You like that? (laughs) (laughs) He was actually just talking to the high school bullies. Yeah, before every game in in Minnesota, they don't salute the flag. They salute Kirk hung up on the flagpole by his his underwear. Oh, that (laughs) does make sense, though, because he is definitely Captain Kirk. And there's (laughs) there's no one less popular than people that liked Captain Kirk. How dare you? How fucking dare you? Leave I Star Trek out of this. Uh, this is, this really is a men, boys. Picard heads and Picard heads only. <laughs> I did. I did to, to be fair, when I sent the link to the group chat earlier, I did tell Sam to write his best jokes, and that is all we've both been doing, I'd imagine, for the last five hours. <laughs> Just writing jokes about Kirk Cousins being a, <laughs> being a star, fucking star of stage. Stage and field. The epitome um, of the dill pickle. I mean, who doesn't love a dill pickle? No, I know, but like... Also, that was a bad analogy, um, wasn't it, Tom? You're a bad analogy. Are you Are you more of a kind of dill fan or a bread and butter pickle fan? Ooh. 
I, I, I've never put a pickle in my mouth that I didn't like. Uh, okay. Sorry. I think I, I mean, agree, actually, yeah. Yeah, I, would... I don't think I've ever had a bad pickle. So, I mean, oh, no. for the listeners, if you've had a bad pickle and would like to tell us about it. I've never had a pickle that's tasted bad, but sometimes they don't have the snap that I want. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, if they're too that's like, wet. always disappointing. Yeah, no one hates no one likes a wet pickle. Fucking pull yourself together. Um, So this game was a win for Minnesota. (laughs) 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 Um, We beat their sort of very hapless looking Detroit Lions. Everything was on the back of Dalvin Cook. I think in the last two games, he's got something like 490 all-purpose yards. Absolutely insane. Yeah. he is, I mean, for the since sort of midway through last year, they announced Dalvin after they announced Kirk, which I think tells you everything you need to know about what this, where this team's priorities are. Um, just pray he doesn't get injured. Pray. Oh, I, we can only hope. Because I mean, you guys w- would. Well, I mean, you'd see what happened if like my soul left my body if Dalvin got injured this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, but it was again; it was a, a comprehensive performance by Minnesota. Dalvin went over two hundred yards in the second, uh, in the third quarter, and then was sort of rested. Um, and Matt Stafford exited the game early because of a potential concussion. Mm. So on a, on a very sort of innocuous looking sack, like it didn't look like there was anything to it really. Was it just one of those where his head sort of bounced off the turf a little bit, and then they have yeah, to sort I think of. So protocol it yeah because he came into the game without really like he showed up on a pri like in a private jet flew separately yeah. to the team because he was on the covid list and it was only like an hour or so before kickoff that he was confirmed to be able to play so he basically missed out on like all of the conditioning and training for the week and it definitely showed this 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 game because man it was a bad performance from matt stafford who we all pretty much actually Highly rate as a quarterback, really. Yeah. But it just wasn't there. I mean, do you think it is just kind of not being able to practice? And I think so, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't read too much anything, too much of anything yeah. in this game. I didn't think it would have that much impact, but there's such a kind of, it was such a marked drop off from, you know, the past couple of weeks that I have to assume that that's all it is. And it's just a little. Yeah, it it wasn't anything with like his play. It was just it was more like a chemistry thing. You're absolutely right, which I mm. sort of I would put that on being that. But as long as he has like a weekend, just him and his birds, I think he will be good to sort of. Matt Stafford, a bird guy. Yeah, he, he keeps like he, apparently he smells of bird seed. Like he keeps like millet in his pockets. Oh, that's a that's a damning indictment of him personally. What's wrong with bird guys, Sam? Bird people are the weirdest people you will ever meet. I, uh, like if someone has hmm. taken the choice to fill their house with like dozens of birds, oh, dozens, yeah, I can understand like one or two. Yeah, like I mean, it, obviously it depends on the cadence, but like dozens of anything might be weird. Like if you met someone who had like my house has dozens of radiators, True. you'd be like, oh, <laughs> this person That's might just not be safe. That values their comfort. <laughs> and doesn't wall is a radiator and clearly doesn't value the climate Sam uh, you know Earth, Schmerf I do agree though about bird people 
But yeah, um, yeah Darwin Cook for MVP. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna disagree, but I just yeah, dragging the Vikings, kicking and screaming to win. I mean, this this could be the year where I mean, the last time a, a running back single handedly dragged a, a team to the playoffs, it was Adrian Peterson in 2013. Ooh, so you you very much reading too far into how the Vikings are gonna get to the playoffs. I don't. All all these wins are doing is just knocking you further away from Justin Fields right now. Yeah, could you just could someone just run through Minnesota's remaining games, please? I will. We've got Detroit once. We've got Chicago twice. We've still got to play. Um, oh, Teddy's coming back. We've still got to play the Panthers. Uh, we've still got to play the Bucks, the Saints. Have you finished? I'm it? not. Wait, have you liking the sounds of? Most of those games. Oh, we've got the Jags. Oh yeah, you've so the the next games okay. are Bear, at Bears, home to Cowboys, home Panthers, home Jags, at Bucks, home Bears, at Saints, at Lions. So that's two guaranteed wins. Well, against yeah. the Cowboys and Jags. Yes, unless Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it's that, they certainly yeah. took a uh, they certainly took a one of the AFC's premier teams close this week. They did, yeah. We'll we'll come on to that later. Unless uh, you want to go yeah. to it now. I mean, yes. Yeah, sure. uh, I see no reason why we can't move to it. Now. Yeah. All not? right. So we're gonna move over to Cowboys Steelers. Um, Cowboys showed up first half. Steelers very much didn't fire Randy Finkner into the sun. Um, then the second half when the defense made an adjustment because they pretty much always do at this point um, the Cowboys didn't score a touchdown for the rest of the game they only scored one all game um, the Garrett Gilbert show came to a bit of a grinding halt and then Ben with his backyard football took the Steelers downfield I think the only play, the only player from the Steelers that I think can definitely take a lot of pride from this performance is Juju Smith Schuster. Um Ah, the good who, Juju. Who yes, the good Juju. Because I mean, Ebron scored a touchdown, the there was good plays made by most of the Steelers wide receivers. I felt that maybe Chase Claypool had a bit of an off day with drops, but when you need someone to take the game by the scruff of the neck in a game that has been struggling to sort of move the ball for the Steelers, you, you're going to want Juju and Ben to step up and basically do what they what they did against the Cowboys. And I said it to you, Ed, I felt like this game was similar to the Jags game from a couple of years ago where... Ben throws five picks in the first half. The Jags look like certain that they're going to win. And then Ben and Juju basically just haul the Steelers to coming back and they score a late touchdown. Like, that is that is what you want. I felt, actually, to be fair, Minka Fitzpatrick as well had a very good game. Um, he was basically making plays on, on the ball whenever he could. He, he didn't really miss a tackle. Had a pick and... A, very crucial pass deflection as Sam gets mauled by his cat. Um, but yeah, I felt 
it wasn't a good performance by the Steelers in any way, shape, or form. But they still found a way to win, and it's like these are the games that are always trap games. Eh. It was it was a bit worrying when Ben went down with a, a double knee injury. Both of his knees got hit, and then he he had this sort of beautiful little pump fake uh, touchdown to James Washington, where they, he basically just led us downfield. And it was like as soon as Randy Feekner stopped calling the offense, it woke up a bit. So yeah, as a Steelers fan, eh, I'll take the win. Yeah, I think I need to cut in this point and say that. A team, a team of that caliber should be beating the team of the Cowboys far more easily. But there are there are one offs every year, and I don't think that this is representative of the Steelers as a whole. No, but exactly. I will, I will say this: for me, it has been a very, very long time since Ben looked. I, I, I I'm reluctant to say bad because he's not he's not looked bad at any point, but. Mm. He isn't elevating the players at the moment. He's sort of like trusting them to make plays after the catch. Yeah. No, I, I do agree with that one. And I think, to be fair, Ben this year is managing games as opposed to hauling the team like he usually does. Like He's quite good at strapping the team to his back and, and basically trying to drag players as best as he can. But this year it is definitely like, especially in this game, it was get the ball into the hands of Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster and Eric Ebron and just rely on them a little bit. But, yeah. To be fair, the the sort of backyard football thing, as is, is, is sort of noted, um, is working. I think it does suit the style of offense that we need to run because we've got talented receivers when they get the ball in their hands and when you've got sort of heavy blitz pla- uh, packages or sort of deep safeties, just get it into the hands of someone very short, maybe right at the line of scrimmage, maybe on like a quick screen. It's hard to read when a when a quarterback as experienced as Ben is reading the defense quicker than you can read him. So yeah, it's it's funny because I w- I was actually I've been having like a really long serious think about what I think to Pittsburgh this year, and they do remind me an awful lot of sort of like 2017 Patriots, like that very sort of lateral passing attack that they had with Brady. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's Dick LeBeau's style of blitzing that, especially in these past couple of games, because the Ravens and Cowboys both do it, they sort of send disguised blitzes. And we do the same thing, but we do it just slightly differently. But the, the Brady Patriots, especially in, like you say, the 2017s or... You know, Aaron Rodgers is quite good at it as well as it sort of... You can beat that sort of blitz package by just getting the ball out as quickly as possible and, and it, it it does work. So, yeah, more of that, please. Just do it a way, way earlier than in this game. I, I, I still... We have to see a lot more from the Cowboys before... E- even with Garrett Gilbert, you know, coming in and looking like a... A, a sort of lower tier starter or potentially like a sort of high tier backup. Mm. I think we're still, um, I want to see more from, certainly want to see more from Zeke. I think Zeke's been shocking. Yes. And I also want to see more from that sort of interior of that defense. You know, everyone talks about how good those linebackers are, but they still can't stop the run. Well, they, they did actually do a really good job of it this week. Um, they, they, 
I don't know if you saw the Tony Romo report before the game, but he, in usual fashion, basically read what the Cowboys needed to do to stop the Steelers' run game and especially stop just the Steelers' offense in general. And that was to go to a sort of 85 Bears with the, is it the 6-2 defense? Where you basically have just like... The 46. The 46, that's the one. Um, And they did sort of do that. They basically stacked the box every time and, and... like I say, it's the Dick LeBeau sort of blitz package. But Leighton Van Der Esch, I thought, had a, had a pretty good game, especially against the run. Um, I think it was just really disappointing when like, we went for it on fourth down, sort of inside the Cowboys' half, and we needed a score. And it was like, oh, we're going to hand it off to Anthony McFarlane. Okay, so we've made it forward like seven yards. Okay. Oh, you've gone for the exact same play to the exact same running back. Okay, he's got forward one yard. Third down, you've done it again. Okay, with the same guy, and he didn't get... Oh, he's been stopped at the line of scrimmage. And then it was fourth down, and it was like, well, we've got James Connor and Benny Snell. Let's use the exact same run, but with Benny Snell this time. It's like, no, do something different. Ben had moved the ball in the air at that point. Just... I think I think I would be I would be so frustrated as a fan at seeing the same plays run over and over and over. Yeah. And it's um, it's the most annoying thing about what Randy Finkner does because he is it's nothing about like the plays that he calls it's the fact that he doesn't scheme well enough to call a different play and it's like oh just you have this creative mind or anything why are we doing like inside zones three plays in a row like just stop it yeah you're not minnesota exactly <laughs> anyway shall we um shall we move on yeah i'd be happy to move on i felt like that was pretty that was in depth f- yeah that was fairly uh, fairly concise for our usual sort of Steelers. it is no to be fair we <laughs> we do actually get out of the Steelers talk pretty quickly because i i summarized both teams yeah but yeah it's not like when we talk about the Giants and we keep coming back to Daniel Jones's play. Well, I mean, now, because Sam's not in the sort of the chat room at the moment, I'm not sure if he can hear us, so I'm going to say this right now. I think Daniel Jones is an enormous hack. Straight up. Fantastic. I don't think he should throw another pass. Every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating. For just £200 in total, we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal. Thank you and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy. Thank you. This has been a message brought to you by the Cleft Chinchilla Appeal Appeal Foundation. If you would like to know more, please visit our website. Thank you. Good. Right. Where should we go? Uh, ooh, 
Cowboys? Should we get a Chiefs-Panthers? Speaking of a big AFC team being held by a team that is... Well, the Cowboys aren't openly rebuilding, but the Panthers definitely are, and they may be the best openly rebuilding team that we've seen in, in the NFL in quite some time. Held the Was Chiefs it? very close. It's, I mean, it's hard to sort of... Um... It's hard to rebuild when you've got an all-pro running back like <laughs> hogging the ball. Yeah, but as well, I mean, the the standout player for me in this game wasn't Christian McCaffrey; it was Teddy Bridgewater, and it's sort of. Um, I think I think although the Chiefs ended up getting the win, I actually think Teddy Bridgewater outdueled Mahomes today. Yes, yeah, um, no, I agree. I think he was certainly sort of like there was a scramble. Was it third and fourteen? Yep, where he he scrambled for fifteen yards. It just, I love Teddy and I'm so I'm so happy and I think that I I'm not the right person to talk about the Panthers in all honesty because of how much I love Teddy. <laughs> um but he's doing it without without the benefit of a solid cast around him other than McCaffrey. He's not he's not got the best O line and the defense is, is like you say, very much a work in progress. And to take the Chiefs that far and almost win like I don't know, have all the lollipops you want, Teddy. Just a quick non-football related, but I guess kind of Panthers related. Sam, what you disappeared for um, a bit, and now you've got like tissue around your well, finger. Um, Hannah had one of the snakes out, and he like curled around a chair, and I was keeping hold of Sam so he wouldn't move. And then the snake kind of poked his head onto the sofa. And then Sam bit me and ran away. Oh dear. It is like a jungle in that living room, isn't it? Yeah, he's honestly, he's a little shit. <laughs> if I have to give him like a booster vaccination at work, it's like gauntlets, like pinning him to the table. Do you know, there's probably a reason why he's a little bit like angry with you and it's probably because you keep pinning him to tables yeah you're his you're his sort of <laughs> as well as his primary caregiver you're also his sort of primary his position yeah i mean if he'd let me do a very basic procedure without trying to bite me then i wouldn't have to put on like kevlar gloves and pin him to a table but i do <laughs> kevlar he's not he's not radioactive <laughs> The, the the like protective gauntlets that we use have a thin little Kevlar lining. Wow, unbelievable! You get some for Chase Claypool's hands. Yeah. Um... <laughs> uh, no, I'm just yeah, kidding. I'm, I, just, I'm so I kidding. About what is that little screaming sound? Whose house? Oh, uh, do, do, do you ever remember how I told you about the man who rides down in front of my house on a bike? Oh yeah, can you get the webcam? On and show it as well? Oh, uh, he might have already gone. The screeching oh. sound is usually an indicator that it's like uh, the speed of sound doesn't travel any quicker than the speed of light in this fucking neighborhood. Uh, it doesn't travel any slower. Sorry, do I mean? <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, when I can, it's like thunder. It's like you can hear the fucking the man way after you've fucking seen him. That's what I mean. Okay. So he has broken the sound barrier then. Yeah. So that's, he's arriving. That's why he's, that's why he's fucking <laughs> that's why he's riding by and fucking screeching past. That's actually just mini sonic booms <laughs> happening repeatedly. Ugh. 
Which team most reminds you of a mini Sonic Boom? Uh, uh, probably the Chiefs. Uh, well, I, I guess like the Broncos remind me of on a good fast, day that kind it's of the Broncos. air raid. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have and, anything uh, else, Chiefs Panthers related? Um, yeah, I think. Teddy Bridgewater deserved that win for his absolute heroics. So just uh, I, I was so good that they didn't get that. Yeah. I'm sensing, I'm sensing perhaps some um, some comeback player of the year. You know, cause, cause <laughs> what's he, he come back from? A very very serious leg injury. <laughs> oh my god! Like five <laughs> years ago. So, right before yeah. just. Let's let's just stop, right? Yeah, let's give it move to Patrick over to Mahomes because he had chicken pox when he was little. Oh, Patrick Mahomes like dislocated his knee once last year. We'll give it to him this year. Why bother having an award if you aren't yeah, going to celebrate he got a really bad scrape. We've decided to do away with my player of the year actually because uh, we've decided that we hate all of our players indiscriminately. Oh my god, like... it's not because of that. It's because it's about performance as well. Yeah, I hate players that are bad. Well, then why do you like Daniel Jones? I know, it's a a tortured relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Speaking one final... Because he has the potential to be good. Oh, no, he doesn't. be bad all the time. He's a hack. Um... There are are little, like, fits and starts where he looks like he could be something, and he's not. There were about 5% of games where this happens. Yeah, there's 5% of the time where those sort of moments happen and 95% of the time where he's overthrowing receivers and throwing terrible interceptions straight at cornerbacks. But those 5%, (laughs) they're there. It's actually worse that Daniel Jones is doing what he's doing, though, because people like you and Dave Gettleman keep getting sucked into this, like, false sense of hope that he's going to amount to anything I, more than being a backup to Jared Goff in four years. Oh, you you heard my. You can, can't you? You heard my Giants chat at the beginning of the pod. I have no, I have no delusions of grandeur about Daniel Jones's performance. Can I talk about Joey Sly yet? A, you know. Yeah, go on. Talk about talk Joey on the Sly. inside. Can I mute him? Is a, a delicious new. I'm muted. I've muted him. <laughs> Wait. I've asked him to unmute. I just wanted to make sure. It was a little bit like the fucking... Do you know the uh, debates where the moderator had to literally mute Donald Trump? That was what that was. Sorry Don't that you feel both dead inside. No, I... And I still believe in people. So Emma and I recently bought a, um, a t-shirt that says, like a sort of a t-shirt to share. And it's... Um, it's what, it's, does it have two heads? <laughs> No, it's really. Wait, it's got a so picture. You, you put one. You I don't know. It's just one t-shirt. Yeah. Well, it's just it's an extra large, so it'll fit me and her. Not at the same time, but just, so it'll be like less tight on me than it is on. Why is this humorous? We share. Just, we share plenty of clothes. No, I know. It was just the. It was the whole idea of buying a t-shirt to share. It just mine's went. Mine's went imagination. Sorry. Okay. Wild. Okay. Would you like to hear what's on the t-shirt or not? Go for it. Go for it. It's Rudy Giuliani sat on a lawnmower and it says <laughs> Four Seasons Total Landscaping on it. <laughs> That's all it is. Unbelievable. 
Thank you. I like it. I mean, the, I, if I'm going to reach out to the Four Seasons Total Landscaper now, so we, you know, we're sort of in the media. We're disappointed, first of all, to not get an invite. But second I think of, all, of myself as a media figure. Yeah, we'd be happy to sort of, um, if we, the next press conference we throw, we will have it there. And there and you Tom go. Out, yes. Tom will come out, like, riding a flymo. <laughs> if you didn't, if you thought the shirt design was that good, why didn't you buy one each? Because that's overkill, to be fair. Not made of money. Yeah, you don't. Why do you need two shirts? <laughs> you in your ivory towers with your separate wardrobe. <laughs> you know what? This is a this is exactly like that time when me and my sister both wanted that first Maroon Five CD, and Mama only bought one. Oh, I mean, I have no, I have nothing but respect for Jane, and indeed Eleanor. So it was hers, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> You know, you know who I respect. The album songs about Jane. Oh, I was about to say, but not Maroon Five. Did you know? I, I often tell the story, but did you know that Adam Levine has a controlling stake in a diamond mine? I did not know. Um, that seems like a very like that seems on brand for him. Yeah, <laughs> Literally, like one of the ones that's like bankrupting Sierra Leone as we speak. Bloody hell, Adam. Do you know what? I think... I think <laughs> Wally. Staying Isn't on there Maroon... anyone that has a stake in, like, a... Like, a... Puppy... I was gonna say puppy farm, but that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> we power the farm by getting all the puppies to run on the treadmills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure one puppy like has a lot more energy in it than a lump of coal. <laughs> That's Sam's argument against fossil fuels. <laughs> you bet it is. What about if you sort of created, an, like, say, a nuclear cat that you had to handle with Kevlar gloves? How much power? <laughs> is this a is is it always nuclear or is it? A- sometimes nuclear depending on whether you're looking at it or not it's mood dependent (laughs) so it is always nuclear (laughs) yeah so it's just like a mood ring but for atomic capabilities (laughs) yeah what has happened science is happening Tom science is happening we should move swiftly Joey Sly (laughs) Oh yeah, we were talking about NFL, weren't we? Yeah, Sorry, Joey yeah. Sly. Oh yeah, he he fucking panned it, didn't he? He's gonna right. Joey Sly is gonna fucking kick a seventy-nine yard field goal at some point. I'm putting my money on it. Well, it had what was it? 60? Well, he's gonna oh, kick it seventy-nine yards, but it won't go through the uprights. Whoa, right? Why are you why are you binning on Joey Sly for having to kick a seventy-yard field goal because the Panthers' offense decided that it was gonna forget that clock management was a thing? Wasn't it? Wasn't it sixty-seven? It was like sixty-nine yards. Nice. Six, um, sixty-seven is materially closer well, yeah. to seventy than it is to thirty. Like it's, it's still a, it's still a I'm very, very hard field entirely. goal. <laughs> is my point. Regardless, I don't care how far you can kick it. 
if it's not between the uprights, you don't get the points. And then Teddy Bridgewater's efforts are all for naught. Oh, my, so, right. No, because in fairness, Teddy Bridgewater did brilliantly when he didn't have a two-minute drill to go into. But, like, the Panthers... I don't know who it was that called the plays in that last uh, bit, but why were they like, throwing, nine. like, terrible five-yard checkdowns, five yard check checkdowns centre of the field, running the ball... Basically not moving the ball forward quick enough, not getting out of bounds. They had about a minute and a half left, I think, at the end of the game. They wasted all of it and had to kick a 69-yard field goal. And nearly won the game. And they and they still nearly nearly, nearly won the game. What uh, the fuck? Do they get do they get nearly one win? No, they don't, because Joey Sly can't perform. Oh my god, right. Why are you going at Johnny uh, Joey Sly? I tell you what, if Daniel Jones could reach the end zone on that run, like, it, was, was <laughs> it wasn't that he say. ran out of bounds, it's that he didn't make it far enough. But, like, okay, I think, you know, I think it's fairly obvious that as a kind of group, I have the least respect for kickers out of all positions in the NFL. And if you, like, what's the point? If you well, can't, like, that... What's the point in like giving him credit for being able to make that distance if you can't get it between the only two points that matter? Sam, There's, Sam, can some I just credence to that? But also, yeah, from... why? Why are you? Oh wait, I think I figured out why he's coming after kickers because the Giants just had to release their kicker in in the off season. Wasn't oh, it? This... Wasn't it because he he. Uh, committed domestic assault, Sam. Was that the reason why Aldrick Rosas is no um, longer with the New York Giants? I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware. Firstly, that a man called Aldrich, Aldrich Rosas was our kicker. Secondly, that he was released in the off season. Thirdly, that it was because of domestic abuse. Hang on, let's. Uh, so no, it's not for those reasons. Uh, oh no! I it, love Teddy it, Bridgewater. It wasn't. It and wasn't that. It was fantastically. So, uh, he, reckless driving, hit and run, property damage, and driving while suspended, and revoked for DUI. So, mm-hmm. uh, so sadly, not domestic abuse. No. No vehicular abuse. Yeah. Right. Should we go on to the next game? Please. We've been on this one for far, far too long. We've barely touched this game as well. Let's man. move on. That just sums it up. Um, should we get a Titans-Bears? No. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll go Titans-Bears. Jesus. I mean, I'm not going to say much about the Titans. And I, you know, I'm a... I like the Chicago Bears, but they are in dire need of better play calling. I'm not going to blame Foles for that game I'm not going to blame anything other than the sort of offensive coach because what they at this point they need to sit down with the wide receivers and say this is a slant this is a go because (laughs) that's the only way that they're going to have an offense anymore like their their offense simply isn't built for this sort of like two yards beyond the line of scrimmage scheming like it's a downfield offense it's a passing attack I can't tell you how much I dislike the Chicago Bears offense. I think you've made that. I think you've made that 
abundantly, abundantly clear. clear. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm well aware that I am beating a dead horse again. But the Bears defence again did nothing wrong in this game and they are being held back by this lifeless corpse. Held hostage. Yeah. And I feel sorry for Alan Robinson as well because he's been held hostage by this lifeless corpse of an offence. There's only so much you can do as one wide receiver. I don't think that David Mon- <laughs> I think that David Montgomery is a complete bust. I think that Nick Foles is fine, but he's not built to play these crap slants and checkdowns on third and eighteen. I think that the the touchdown uh, scoop and score that the Titans had was one of the worst offensive plays I've seen this side of um, the Giants running on and off the field against the Washington football team. I think that the Bears were just bad. And it was all offensively. Yes. I think that Matt Nagy, I think, might have ended up on the hot seat now. Ooh, unless yes. he gets a unless he gets someone in that will call the plays he's on the hot seat they just they just have to simplify the route tree honestly they just have to there's so much shenanigans going on that it, it just they're not able to play they just need to sort of start spreading the offense out and getting wide receivers in space it's the only way that offense is built to win and it, it, trust me it can like when you've got Nick Foles, you've got Alan Robinson, you've got like Taylor Gabriel, Darnell Mooney, you know, all of these players are good wide receivers. Why are we why are you not? Nick finding Foles would take exception to. Well, Nick Foles is a well, good no, passer. There's no argument. <laughs> Nick Foles is a fine quarterback. Like he's not he's not gonna be an above average quarterback. He's not I wouldn't put him in the well, top yeah, three tiers, but he's like he it's he, it's him that's not at fault. I don't think that the O line is helping. Well, yeah, I guess. I just, yeah. they just, I, it actually makes me resent watching me any on, Bears game because of how much their offense can't do anything. So, shall we move on to talk about the Titans as well? Because I, yeah, I, I heard um, who who was it that said it? It, it? I think it. Who was the commentator for this game? Because at one point I was watching it and he said, um, he said, I tell you what, today you wouldn't know that Derrick Henry was the leading rusher in the NFL based on how they're using him. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I don't remember who it was that said it as well, but it was a very good point. I heard nothing from Derrick Henry all day. No. Hmm. Which I don't, I, I'm not sure if that's a conceited effort. I'm not sure if the Bears were able to stop him. I and mean, presumably they were. They've got one of the best sort of defensive fronts out there. But, you know, the the good teams have multiple ways to win, right? And AJ Brown had a good game. Yeah, that, sort of... that catch where he was in sort of basically triple coverage and he was making sort of just a beauty of a play. I think he made the same man miss three times. Like, that's the... Yeah. One sec, guys, I'm being shouted. It appears... Tom, Hello. Your thoughts on the Titans? I think that the Titans are a team that I don't understand where they are either. Um, yeah. After the Bengals really... game last week, like 
The Titans went on a, ga- a two-game losing streak after coming in hot as shit to two teams in the AFC North, and then they show up here against the Bears and they don't use Derrick Henry. They struggle to get the ball into most wide receivers' hands. But, like, defensively, they showed up this week. Like, one side of the ball plays well when the other one doesn't, but sometimes <laughs> that just isn't enough for a win. And it's like, yeah. I don't know where I stand with the Titans. They're a really weird team. I think that they'll make the playoffs because I don't I don't trust anyone else in the AFC South any more yeah. than them. But they are... The most consistent thing about the Titans is their inconsistency. <laughs> I can't help but agree. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether or not Ed had more point. Yeah, what can we talk about while Ed isn't here so we don't have to listen to him make a 10-minute rebuttal? Ooh. Um, Oh, I don't know. I'm sort of... You put me on the spot again, Sam. I think that... I mean, admittedly, I haven't heard much of it from him this week, but I think the Vikings are being held up, propped up rather, by a very select few skill position players without which the team would crumble entirely. Yeah, especially, like, it's not just Alvin Cook, but also also defensively. Like, Eric Kendricks is playing at an all-pro level, and Harrison Smith is very good. And he is very good. Maybe not as good as Ed thinks he is, but he is very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 a little torn on the whole Harrison Smith thing. Maybe this is the debate that we need to have while while Ed's not here to give us yeah, his very maybe. biased opinion. Because I, I do like Al- uh, Harrison Smith. Oh, oh Ed's back. Oh. Okay. Oh okay, he's oh, not back. Okay, he's going again. Yeah. Continue. I do like Harrison Smith. I really do. I think that he's a very good safety and I do think that he's yeah. got very good closing speed. But Ed holds him in the same bracket as Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu, and I, I don't know if it's me being biased in this case, but absolutely not. Harrison Smith is not in that same tier as E. D. Reed and Troy Polamalu. How can one delude themselves though? Who who knows Um, at this point? So in closing, um, that's why I think Daniel Jones has got. Gonna get an MVP. Ed, what were you saying about the Titans? What were you saying about Uh, the Titans? I was saying that they have a um, they have a sort of this strong supporting cast around Tannehill and Derrick Henry, but I don't know. I think they're missing that one piece that would send them over the edge. You know, Mm. I think they're missing. You know, because they've got Johnny Smith, who's a great tight end. They've got AJ Brown, who's a great wide receiver, and they've got Derrick Henry. But I think Sorry. it's probably a little bit of note that I don't think Adam Humphreys played this week. I think he was in concussion protocol, and he's a very good sort of wide receiver too, especially for that team. Um. So mm. yeah, should we move on? Have you got anything yeah. else to add, Ed? Yeah, that's a that's a thumbs up from Ed. As he... Also, I'll have to dip in five or ten minutes. Okay. That's... I have to go collect my beer and cheese. Of course, of course you do. Um... Beer and cheese. I'm getting takeaway pints and a cheese board from a bar. 
Wow. That's pretty cool. Your boy lives large. Mm-hmm. Sam, I get a, give us I one get game. Delivery. Apologies. Go on. Um, I would like to go Book Saints, not only because I believe I was the only one of us who predicted it right, but because I think Taysom Hill had a great game. This is the hill you're going to die on as your closing point yeah. of the podcast? I'm a, or I'm a your Taysom point? Oh. I think he's actually quite good. Taysom Hill's not even a Taysom Hill truther. Of I, I, think, I think if he were on either of your teams, you would be falling over to, to heap praise on him. I probably won't be heaping praise on him, but I'd probably be like... Heaping. Okay, I think I think thirty-one other backup quarterbacks could play his role. Like I don't think that there's any. Absolutely not. You want us to tell me that Tyrod couldn't do that for the Chargers? Yes, I think he is a unique talent. Whenever he does well, it makes me happy. You can you you're definitely entitled to your opinion, but I'm not trusting your opinion on quarterbacks. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't say that I can find any evidence to the contrary. So let's move on. <laughs> um, um, from speaking a... of quarterbacks, what the fuck happened to Tampa Bay? It was, it was. I don't think anyone, anyone in a Tampa jersey played well. No, no. Do you know the the biggest? thing for me wasn't the Bucks offense because they they weren't they weren't great but defensively I mean, maybe it was more yeah because they they not only got blown out but they looked like they didn't have a clue what they were doing there were there were moments where Devin White would would sort of lose a man on coverage and then sort of get really angry about his the rest of his team and it's like no Devin that was your man that scored the touchdown <laughs> Like there was no communication back there, and I don't know have they lost anyone in the secondary because they were getting torched by Drew Brees. Difficult to say. It's not even like they didn't get any pressure because they did, but it just didn't translate into anything. Yeah. Um, it was just like a really off game from the Bucks defense. I don't know whether or not we can look into it too much, but. It was definitely jarring to see them getting torched this badly by the Saints. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, in my mind, everybody gets one, so I'm not like I'm not too concerned yet. But if it's like this again mm. next week, then alarm bells will be ringing. Yeah, exactly. I think, especially at this point of the season, like you can just have an off day. Like we see teams do it all the time, so I think. Mm. From the book's perspective, maybe it was just that, but yeah, it wasn't a good performance by any means. I just wanted to, but yeah. I think we, we Ed, can, what would... I had a fact, Sam. Um, uh, mine was just going to be more Vikings jokes. You may continue. Did you know? That, did you guys know that Antonio Brown had more passes deflected and tackles than he did targets? <laughs> and I did. Yeah, I, yeah. Did, I did know that. Yeah, because. Player of the game for Tampa Bay. <laughs> Zeesh. Antonio, the 
I don't know. What do what do what do, what do we want to say about Antonio Brown? Uh, he's a bastard. Uh, I'm glad that he did badly. I think we can leave it there. Yeah. 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 So, got some got some good hits there. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to? Should we go Cardinals Dolphins? Oh, what a spectacle! This, this is my game. Of the week. You do yeah, that, no, this this it was me. saddens me greatly. But I'm gonna go. This game was incredibly fun. Um, I love to it. The Dolphins are gonna make the Super Bowl. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye, friend. Goodbye, friend. Goodbye. Uh, friend. Also, Taysom Hill for MVP. That could have been a way more biting if he'd have uh, actually left, but there was a sort of three-second pause where we just waited for him to go. Sam, if you're watching, that was way more awkward than it needed to be. And it was the best part of it was that his eyes like filled with panic over those three seconds as he realised he hadn't logged out yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, Cardinals Dolphins. What a bloody game, Ed. Did you? I'm just going to say this before we start because I think it's an incredible fact. Did you know this is the first time in the NFL where two quarterbacks both wearing number one had faced off? Really? It's the first game in NFL history where that's the case, yeah. That is fantastic. I absolutely adore players that wear number one. I don't know what it is about it. Sometimes, like in the case of when Pat McAfee does it, it was because it was the first number that someone mentioned to him over the phone. Other other times, it might be just because they have so much self-belief. Regardless, I fucking you love it. it. You call it self-belief, I call it ego. I'm not as much of a fan of it. Of course you're not. I, well. I enjoy, I enjoy quarterbacks that believe in their abilities. <laughs> then you should love Mayfield. Oh, no, but like <laughs> Mayfield hasn't done anything to prove that he should believe in his abilities. Whereas... I suppose I, he did win Rookie of the Year and has regressed since then. But um, I, should, I think we should probably talk Tungavilo versus Murray. Like what? A, what a duel that was! Oh God, yeah. I mean, after the uh, after the tour start where they played the Rams and it was the defense that carried, not the case this week. Tua Tungavilo has showed that he is in fact an NFL caliber quarterback. That wasn't Ed telling me to shush, by the way. He was telling Moll to hasten her mouth hole. That's correct. And I, I will say it again if she continues to be sassy. A, a disruptive force. Yes, churlish. Hello? Hello? I tell you what, actually, I've just realised I have to feed her, so you might have to scream into the void for a minute or two before I... Is that all right, Tom? Can you do this? Can, you can do this, Tom. You can do this. Why did it have to be this game? You can do it, Tom. Oh, come on. Okay. You can talk about. You can talk about who, which animal would win. Right, Ed's just gone on mute, so I, I, I do have to sort of just lead the, lead the thing. While, while this is going on, by the way, I may as well. Do the plugs, by the way. I'm going to cut it right into the middle of the analysis for this game. Show it shows who's really listening. Um, you can you can check us out everywhere on on the internet, except sort of a couple places, you know, standard. But the first place that you can check us out is Twitter, which is where I usually do all of my tweeting and twittering. Um, with as the social media manager for this bloody podcast, 
Um, I, I've actually put that on my LinkedIn, by the way. I am the social media manager. Uh, so, shush. But um, yeah, we've got <laughs> we've got Twitter, which is uh, at stifflippod. We've also got the Instagram, which is uh, at stiffupperlip one, I believe. Uh, we've got the Facebook, which is the Stifflip Podcast, and you know our emblem and, and voices and faces and all that already. Uh, and we also are available on every podcast outlet that you can think of, be it Google, Apple, Spotify, Deezer, Podbean, you name it, mate. We're bloody there. So, yeah, go and check us out. You can also, by the way, I've realised that we've not actually integrated uh, properly. I, I guess we are partnered with, but if you do want any more high-quality NFL articles, mostly written by other people, but sometimes me and Ed show up, you can go and check us out. Uh, well, check everyone out over on gridironextra.com. So, yeah, there you go. Hi, That's Ed. right. Hello. Hello, Thomas. Yes, we have plenty of irons in the fire. Gridirons in the fire, if you will. Yes, we do. Um, I chose to basically just fill the void with plugs. All right, that's fair play. <laughs> Much like I should do with my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, dear. So we didn't get any further with game analysis, so go on. That's fine. Just what a game it was. I, I honestly don't have much more to say. Um, Murray is as evasive as you'll ever see. You know, Tua was sort of... Um, he he was living up to that sort of uh, get the ball out quick mm. sort of offense that we, we sort of knew in Alabama, but then... Also, just play. It just played lights out, didn't it? I mean, they both did. They both they weren't without mistakes, but <sighs> I don't know why I'm breathing really heavily. It's because I do the yawn. <laughs> <sighs> Knowing my um, editing style, that won't get cut out. By the way, someone will have to listen to you yawn. Cool. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, it was just a really, really fun game of football, and it can't be, it can't be overstated that this is an incredible thing for football. When you consider we've got two incredible new young African American quarterbacks, and I know that that sort of mm. goes, that often goes under the radar, but like the diversity of the position now is there, sort of like, is to a well, African. I mean, I thought he, he was just Hawaiian. He. he Antipodean slash Micronesian, I guess, but yeah. he's certainly well. Let me let me say instead then, just like sort of minority ethnic, like not not your sort of standard white pocket passer guy. Mm. Like the NFL is so much better because of the diversity we've currently got at the position. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we we made a point about it last year that you wouldn't have expected the MVP race to be three minority quarterbacks and a white running back but it that's what it came down to so more for it and again this year we've got Russell Wilson and and Kyler Murray leading the charge for MVP Kyler Murray you think is leading the charge for MVP I, I you know I see Patrick it. I Mahomes see it. as well I think the three of them are, are properly leading a good charge but I do because I, I what was the stat that that came out about Kyler Murray was it that he's the first quarterback to have 2,000 passing yards and 500 rushing yards like after nine weeks of the NFL or something. Maybe something like that. I mean, 
stats like that seem to me to be a, there's a little bit of an element of sort of oh this wasn't a stat until we made it a stat type thing but then yeah. by that same token it is a, still a very impressive sort of stat line yeah um and it's just it's just exciting football we thought that the cardinals were going to be exciting and they've proven that they are i don't in the same way that i don't like watching some teams i absolutely love watching the cardinals and i also love watching the dolphins right now this year so yeah the dolphins yeah that's that's pretty much what we were what we were sort of left with and to to answer Ed's question before he he disappeared um i think that the dolphin would beat a cardinal in a fight in a straight fight in a straight up fight yeah i think it depends entirely upon your surroundings i think if it's in the sky cardinals got it every time way to sit on the fence Ed. thank you <laughs> um did you just click you just clicked your mouse and the lights changed in your room why was that it's because i clicked on on uh the thing so my tv is that big <laughs> that it actually changes the lighting as you wow. can see there you go my tv is that big <laughs> look the tv is basically like my greatest light source whenever i'm live streaming i usually don't have anything on in the background it's just whatever i've got on screen because this isn't the same room that you normally do this from. It is. It is. You... So I, I told this uh, to Sam, but I wasn't sure whether or not you were here. Um, Beth has had a rejig of the of the room. So right. it is still the same room, but usually the sofa would be like along there. Um, but now it is in front of the radiator and stuff. So you've actually got to see a second view of the room. Wow. Um, what a second view it is what a great view uh the only problem is is i have to sort of i had to like push the sofa forwards because as you can see this is my headphone cable and if i lean any further back it it doesn't let me go any further and i think it was i was trying to put the terrible towel up and i was like i can't yeah that was it i couldn't like properly turn so yeah that's why i mentioned it to sam but there you go there you go that's a, a peek behind the curtain <laughs> for the listeners really I can think of, it back I can think of two games we have left but we probably have more maybe no I can think of three uh, no I think we've got I think we've got four games left we've got Bill right. Seahawks Falcons Broncos Chargers Raiders and Jets Patriots that's the one Chargers yeah. Raiders yeah. let's go there because that was a fucking good game as well it was yeah Um, you and I both seem to agree that we think that the Chargers got screwed a little bit this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not even... Obviously, you said this in the chat, like Anthony Lynn calling back-to-back fades on the goal line was one of the silliest moves I've ever seen. But yeah. then that that last one was clearly a catch. Like, I don't know how much more he has to do to, to make that a catch. Like, the ball... No one's no one has like super glue on their hands. That means the ball just stops. Like it's clearly in his possession. Well, unless down. you're Larry Fitzgerald, <laughs> unless you're Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. But or that guy who, what was his name? The guy who used to put um, like glue all over his gloves. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, I can't remember, but yeah, less. I think it's Lester something. A footnote in NFL history that's ruined the game for everyone else, including Anthony Lynn. <laughs> It's, it's true um so but yeah i mean the Chargers looked absolutely beautiful in that midnight kit i don't think anyone can deny it that should be their that should be their regular kit mm. this is the disagreement because i really like the powder blues but you're you're an anti-powder blue man 
I just don't think I don't I don't think it's okay. There there are two things that uh, uh, a kit should be right. They should be unique and potentially intimidating. Right, loads right. of teams play in powder blue. It's not intimidating. What teams play in powder blue? Titans, Panthers. Um, mm, yeah, but I like the yellow combination. I like the the powder blue and yellow. I think that's what makes it a bit special. I do agree that the Titans won and. The Titans and Panthers unis are very similar, actually. Mm. And then you've got the sort of teal and gold of the Jags. We're not caught. Mm. That is unique, but it's also shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Justin Herbert has, again, shown that the Chargers have got something to build off of. And I think when they get Austin Eckler back and when they potentially get some of their O-line pieces back, because they are still missing quite a lot of them, and when Antony Lynn is able to scheme a, la- a fourth quarter with a lead, then I think that Justin Herbert will be very successful in the league. And I think mm-hmm. the the first three quarterbacks taken in the NFL this year being the three most talented quarterbacks taken, well, that are definitely rookies anyway, just checks out, really. Because I think Justin Herbert, Tua Tonga Bailoa and Joe Burrow have, have all smashed it in their own right. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. It, it is interesting that, I mean, going back to the, the Dolphins just ever so slightly, Tua Tonga Bailoa has levelled... Herbert and Burrow's win totals in eight less games than the pair. So maybe something to look into, perhaps, that Tua Tungavilo is going to make a late gasp run for rookie of the year. The sample size isn't big enough. I I think that if they'd have, I think that if the three of them had started neck and neck, then it could be anyone's game right now. But I think that he just doesn't have the sample size to compare. In the same way that sort of players who you 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 could say could be there on merit and I, I'm gonna throw sort of Justin Jefferson here. He's looked sensational. Other players, Chase Claypool, you know, players who merit consideration, they're just not gonna get a sniff because of how good these three quarterbacks are. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um on the Raven uh Raiden's side of the ball, they'll be happy to get the win here. Um I thought that Josh Jacobs had a fine game he's not been quite the same running back from last year though to me i think he's just been a little bit lacking that extra something last year he was he was really special and i don't i don't know whether or not it's just because sort of this year they've got more tape on him but yeah he's not quite the same player i don't know whether or not he's been playing with like questionable knee injuries or anything i I think a a big part of it is that he's running behind a different o-line yeah true Someone please insert the Richie Incognito sting. Incognito! It's going in. It's going in. That's the only editing that's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear me. But yeah, um, I I think my final thoughts on this game before we move on are, I mean, that AFC West is an absolute gauntlet now. It's Mm. going to be a gauntlet for years and years and years to come, especially if Drew Locke takes that step. Which yes, is within it's within his grasp. I mean, he's not there yet, but 
you know they could they they could be serious serious players like all four of them yeah 100% um i think the the broncos if we if we go on to their game next staying in the afc west i think that they have a, a lot of things to like about their team this year they just have been a bit unlucky Cortland Sutton obviously being out for the entire season is hugely impacting them because he is a ridiculously good physical wide receiver and I think if they had him alongside Jerry Judy I think that we'd potentially be seeing uh, maybe the Broncos turning the AFC West into a little bit of a maybe an, an NFC West kind of situation where there are that many good teams in there that you could potentially see just big stacks. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's a shame because that defence is looking like, I mean, that league is looking in a year like it's going to be the cream and then you've sort of got the the Chiefs again, the, the cream de la cream. Yes. But like it's, it's a, um, it's, it's, uh, the Broncos aren't there and it's a shame they could, because they could be, you know, barring injuries and certain things, I mean, I tell you what, Garrett Bowles has taken a heat from me and Emma in the past, but he has had an incredible season. Like, I don't know whether mm. you've sat down and watched much Garrett Bowles tape, but he I, is playing out of his mind. I haven't watched much Garrett Bowles tape specifically, but I have been seeing the way that he's sort of propped up quarterbacks. It's it, Out of the O-line pieces, he's not a problem by any stretch no. of the imagination this year. And I think obviously on the other side, they've missed Von Miller. Bradley Chubb doesn't look nearly as effective without Von Miller. Mm. I mean, if we if we move over now to the winning team of this game, Atlanta. Um, you know, the the same the same things are going to be said about Atlanta from now until they make a change from Matt Ryan, which is on their day they can beat anyone, but those days are few and few, fewer and fewer and farther and farther between. For the moment, this was a this was a day where they happened to win. Yep. But they've got no running game at all. Even with Todd Gurley as a as a short yardage runner, I still. Well, it's it's really weird. I'm 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 glad that you have actually sort of mentioned the running game because Todd Gurley's on pace to have 17 touchdowns this year, and it'll be the weirdest 17 touchdown season I've ever seen from a running back because he hasn't been all that great, but he still ends up scoring touchdowns. I mean, obviously he will have wanted it to have been a 16 touchdown year after what happened in the, in the lions game. But like, yeah, it's the uh, only one I can remember. That's the only Todd Gurley touchdown I can remember from this year. I see. I, I see him take it in quite a lot. And, and I don't know if it's because I've been watching red zone and like, usually there's fantasy talk going on in, in one of my group chats and they're always like, Oh, Todd Gurley's in or something. But he he does always seem to find his way into the end zone for the Falcons and because of their record and because Matt Ryan is the key piece of the team, it just doesn't it just doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I mean yeah, the trade like the trade deadline's gone and been and gone now and the the Falcons clearly were trying to sort of float technically on the trade market and have now dropped him but Yeah, he's now been released. I that team needs a, a slash and burn. If you're going to build around Matt Ryan, do it. You've got a couple of years left with him under contract. If you're going to get a new QB, do it. But don't 
Don't just sort sit of. in that middle ground of, of mediocrity. Like, it's the same problem that the Lions are facing. If you build around Matt Stafford, then great, do it. Build around him. If you don't want to build around him, get a new quarterback, do it. Just move the players on that you need to move on. And yeah, the Falcons and Lions sit in this uncanny valley of really mediocre teams with elite quarterbacks that have just not quite lived up to what so their team will have hoped. It's neither, neither of that's on the quarterback, so... Well, mean, no, yeah. And it, I wouldn't even say that the Matt Ryan thing's really on any of his wide receivers either, because, I mean, Julio Jones has been a top three wide receiver in the league for the past, like, ten years, basically, and it this year maybe slightly on a downer, but even still, he's, he's performing pretty well. Like, he's been yeah. playing kind of hurt, but he's... He's still getting out there and having big big plays. It's like Calvin Ridley's still good, and yeah, this Falcons defense wasn't even particularly good before twenty eight and three. No, no, it wasn't, and but it's only got worse. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as though sort of like that year was the one year of of actual Super Bowl window that the Falcons have had since really what the eighties. Um, there was a couple like they I'm trying to remember, what, Chris Chandler took them there in like the mm. late two thousands, but like yeah, it's it's not it's not been a, a sort of bountiful period for the Falcons. No, um, so yeah, I think I think I agree with you. I think they do need to blow it up and start again. Matt Ryan might make his way to I don't know Pittsburgh. I I can't I can't see that happening. I think if there's going to be a quarterback that gets traded for Sam the, Darnold, I think it I think it would be Sam Darnold. And yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah, I really can see it. Um, right. Okay. Speaking. Where? Well, should we should we say speaking of? Yeah, let's do it and head over there for Jets Patriots because I mean Sam Darnold didn't play. Joe Flacco did. This was a bit of a fucking... It, it, it wasn't the level of shit that we were all expecting. It actually proved to be quite a good game. But because of how shit the teams were... Yeah, they, they were sort of equitable in their shit. Yeah. I, I was expecting less from the Jets and I was expecting more from the Patriots, I think is the honest... Yeah. I think that that basically sums up how I felt about the Patriots all year, though. I've expected more from them after that first two games where they clearly had something going but they they don't have any wide receivers Damian Harris played well this game but like it was against one of the worst run defenses in the league don't look into it Damian Harris I'm he's not a special player like he's he's a perfectly fine running back but he's never going to crack that upper echelons of He's a Giovanni Bernard to me. He's a Marlon Mack. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there's so many of these sort of like very mid-tier, middling running backs, to be honest, in the NFL. And Damian Harris is just yet another one of them. To be fair, the Patriots have three of them. I think James White, Sony Michelle, and Damian Harris are all the exact same player. And then they have the Rex Burkhead as well. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Um, yeah, no, it, it's, a, it's a strange thing. It's a strange phenomenon, but you're absolutely right. I think the, the key thing for the Patriots for me has been that they do not have a healthier line. No. You know, David Andrews, 
has barely played. Joe Tooney's out. Now Isaiah Wynn, the left tackle, is out. Like ha- they're not a they're not a team that's brimming with talent at any sort of level, but that's that's the one spot where you think, okay, this Patriots side are really, really good on the O line, but they've just suffered with too many injuries. Yeah, and defensively as well, they they they've been missing Stephon Gilmore for the past couple of games as well. Um, without, yeah, it's, it's clear that without the number one corner, the other guys don't really know what to do. Yeah, which I mean, it it does sort of check out. Like there is a next man up thing, but corner ones especially one that was a defensive player of the year last year are the basically leaders in that secondary and it's like mm-hmm. you need They're... someone that can take over that role and I don't think that any of the McCourties are exactly doing their their job no but they are like a combined age of like 66 and well that's not... yeah, <laughs> yeah very true <laughs> But yeah, any any sort of because you don't really see like a number one corner anymore. Like they're worth sort of worth their weight in ivory at this point. But yeah. Like, well, that's the reason why the Rams have forked out as much as they did for Jalen Ramsey. It's because you get a guy that is a lockdown man, and it it is very much worth paying shit tons for them. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that I think what is it the Vikings have drafted like six first round cornerbacks in the past sort of ten years, trying to find that. I don't remember any of them except as Xavier Rhodes. What have, we, what have we got? We've got Xavier Rhodes. We've got... Halton Hill. Trey Waynes. Mike Hughes. Jeff Gladney. Yeah. I mean, not terrible, but also not shut down corners in their own right. No. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, my game of the week, Bill Seahawks. What a bloody spectacle. Yeah, I mean, for the first time this season, really, we saw Mr. Limited um, in terms of his passing. He threw well, away, he threw two picks and lost two further fumbles. Yeah. That's the, seven the, total in the past two games. One of the picks was, was quite a bad one as well. It was, uh, it was the one where he sort of held on to it far too long and then just sort of tried to squeeze it into a, a heavily covered... DK Metcalf right at the back of the end zone. It was like yeah, it was it was underthrown. It was under pressure. Just I don't think that the Seahawks played anywhere near the level that they have done in any of their other games. Um, offensively, you're absolutely especially right. offensively. defensively. They played the same as they have done. Yeah, which is bad. <laughs> yeah, you are you are absolutely right. Um, but that's the sort of thing. It's like when the Seahawks' offense goes to die basically it's like the defense isn't good enough to do anything at all like the this, reason this defense won't win a game on its own this year no no it, it definitely won't and it's like defense will always prevail especially in the late stages of the playoffs and i don't think that i don't think that we'll see the seahawks in the play uh, in the super bowl um they I mean, might they might hit the NFC Championship, but I think that that's as far as they go at a maximum. And that's not to take away from Russell Wilson's like MVP caliber season or like DK Metcalf's like incredible case to maybe end up in the offensive player of the year category. Um, certainly having a like a sophomore leap, isn't he? And then Tyler Lockett is playing 
like out, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, he's playing out his goddamn mind again, and it's like these skill position players are some of the best in the league, and I think that they have the best one-two punch wide receiver combo. And I think that they have one of the best quarterbacks to throw them the ball. But you don't build a team around three positions. You build it around 22 positions. Uh, are you forgetting punter and kicker there, Tom? Uh, I was actually going to bring... What about it... the long snapper? Well, I was actually going to bring out like one of the O-linemen and one of the linebackers and just have like the punter and kicker be one of the other ones. Because you can get by with four out of five O-linemen. You can get by with one out of two linebackers, but you can't get by with without a punter or kicker. I'm sorry, I'm being shouted again. One second. I do agree. Well, no, actually, I don't agree. With- <laughs> I do agree, but I don't agree. Um, yeah. On the Bills' side of the ball, I think that the Bills played incredibly well. They're another team that I think... I don't think their running backs are anywhere near the level that they should be for a for a playoff contending Bills team. I think that when we were talking about these middle tier, potentially even lower mid tier, like Devin Singletary and, and Zach Moss are right in there. They are the mediocre of the mediocre. But I mean both of them could improve, but yeah, at the moment they are exactly that. Now yeah. I am gonna have to I am gonna have to skedaddle now, my friend, I'm afraid, because our tea has arrived. Oh I see. Right, okay. So, I do apologize. Okay. It was I'll just say this to you. It was lovely to chat with you. Yeah, it's it's been class to chat with you again. Your um, hair looks beautiful and leonine. Thank you. Um you I trust you'll be complimented by the word leonine leonine. I don't know what that word means. It means like a lion. Ah, I see. A I don't know why. Lion. I don't know why my mind went towards Leonidas. That's chicken. That was me pretending to leave the meeting, like Sam. And now he's actually doing it though, because like he won't leave. He's just going to keep knocking the microphone until until he sort of disappears. Very unswiftly. There we go. He's gone. So yeah, I mean, uh, I am here all on my own. This is the weirdest end to a podcast I think I've ever done, actually. Um, from the Bills' side of the ball, they played great. Stefan Diggs is good. Josh Allen played really well. Defensively, the Bills stepped up brilliantly. Tra- uh, Tredavious White was fantastic. And I think that that's pretty much all I can say. I mean, it was definitely game of the week for me. Ed thinks Cardinals Dolphins if you've not watched either of them go and check them out let us know actually what you think um, the game of the week was when I post this episode I'll put out a poll on Twitter go and go and vote and like I say you can check us out on Twitter at uh, at StiffLitPod and you can tell me exactly why you think I'm a shit podcast host I'll probably not listen but uh, thanks for listening Thanks to Sam and Ed, obviously, for joining. And thank you to all of you guys as well that have got us almost at a 1,000 listens. And by the time that this comes out, we might be there. So thank you, everyone. Um, if you want to catch me doing anything else on outside of this podcast, uh, we have Twitch accounts, uh, me, Beth, and Emma. Um, you can check me out at some point during the rest of the week um, on Chappersman1997. So... 
This is me signing off. I've been Tom. We've been the Stiff Upper Lip Podcast crew, and I'll see you later. Mm-hmm.